Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to another episode of the Talking Blues podcast. I am Josh and I am joined by both of my co-hosts, Alex and Peter, and we are excited to bring you this episode. I wish it came on a Chelsea win or a draw. Um, you know, I, I think that the, I'm getting a little too greedy, whatever it is, Chelsea is moving on to the UEFA Champions League semifinals and they will face Real Madrid at this point. Everyone is very good. Um, it's going to be um, as Alex stretches on, on the Zoom call, he's ready to talk about this game. Um, this distracted me for a second. But at this point in the Champions League, every team is a good competitor. And no matter what, we can say that Chelsea did make it to the UEFA Champions League semifinals. We have some bragging rights there. Um, but it's going to be Real Madrid and Chelsea. Um, that's going to be Tuesday, April 27th. So about two weeks. And then PSG and Man City are going to play the following day, um, Wednesday, April 28th, both games at 3 p.m. EST for us. So I think it's a really good job by Chelsea. Obviously, Edouard Mendy, like I said, he was pissed, uh, a wonderful bicycle kick uh, into the net. But besides that, um, I have to say, Thomas Tuchel, the system he's brought in, the defensive system, it is working um, and working pretty much to perfection or as close to perfection as People want to say, obviously, a little bit more possession for Porto. They're the ones that needed to come back in this game. They were somewhat close to that, but obviously dominating performance until the one goal in the 90-plus third, whatever it was, 90-plus one minute. Uh, they had one minute left, so it was the 92nd minute that they scored because I remember the announcer said one minute left for Porto. Um, but, yeah, great match. And something I haven't done in a little bit, I haven't played the clip from episode 52 of the Talking Blues podcast where we previewed this match and our score prediction. I'll go to that right now. A 2-1 victory for Porto, um, but I think we will go through on aggregate, um, and that obviously would be, let's see here, 4-3-2-3. That would be 3-2 on aggregate, and we would go through. Math is troubling right now. 3-2 on aggregate. Um, There we go. Chelsea goes through to the semifinals. 
I have Chelsea getting a 2-1 victory, Alex. Um, I thought you were going to go with the Chelsea 2-1 victory. You're normally pulling off these Chelsea victories. Um, yeah, I, I think I think Chelsea, they're going to keep the form, uh, the good form. And then you know what? Once again, like I mentioned uh, before in our um, – I think it was our last episode that we're going to have two episodes this week. It's going to be, it's a crazy week because we have Manchester City coming up this weekend in the FA Cup as well. So we're going to have another episode recapping this one. And you got to hope it's just positive vibes all the way through. But we have positive vibes against Crystal Palace with a 4-1 win. I'm going to keep it going. 2-1 win for Chelsea, which means it'll end in 4-1 uh, will be the aggregate scoreline and we'll move on. I'm saying this more i think the scoreline is going to be something close to what alex said 2-1 win for porto or a 1-1 draw but i'm saying this more because i'm saying trying to speak it into existence i think it will be a 2-0 win for chelsea i'm just hoping that that's it so i don't have to be very stressed but i could definitely see it coming down to the wire but i don't want that to happen so 2-0 win for chelsea and i will speak it into existence because i don't want to be nervous well, Peter, you've spoken into existence. Let's just say it didn't really happen. One no win for Porto, no matter what. Alex was the closest with the 2-1 victory, and I'll go to him first um, with his thoughts on the match and any other opinions that he would like to share on this platform. Go ahead. So first of all, you know, to the people that are Chelsea haters, which is pretty much everyone uh, except for Chelsea fans, I see so many people lost 1-0 to Porto. Oh, my God, you guys lost 1-0 to Porto. Because we didn't play the game to win. You're not playing in the second leg. I feel like some people just don't understand. I don't know who they are. I'm not going to point any names, but there's some very, very stupid people online um, that get to me for some reason. I really need to cool it down with that. But I don't get it. You know, you're playing in the second leg. Part of the reason I personally am not a fan, besides the fact that we do get more football to watch, I'm not really a fan of having the two legs because I think it makes it stagnant in the second leg. one team has an advantage like Chelsea did or Real Madrid did. Um, You know, I feel like it's just not as exciting. Um, And in the second leg, I mean, Chelsea just sat back, right? We didn't really do anything uh, notable going forward. And that was our plan, right? We just didn't need to concede. uh, As long as we just didn't concede more than two goal or more than one goal, uh, we'd be okay. So we held them to the whatever 93rd minute. They score an amazing goal, by the way, amazing bicycle kick. Um, I mean, that goes in, nothing we can really do about that one. Um, it goes in, but it's full time already. We go through, not a big deal. Uh, and I'm, I'm just happy that we went through. It's been a long time as Chelsea fans that we've suffered going out in the round of 16 in the quarterfinals. And finally, we're back to the semifinal stage. I got to tell you though, I think Real Madrid's going to be a really, really tough match. I was watching that yesterday. Um, you know, we kind of wanted to see how both matches went down. That way we, you know, have all the information before we recorded. But in terms of how, how, like Real Madrid are a solid team and they didn't even have all their pieces yesterday. They didn't have Varane. They didn't have Sergio Ramos. And they completely uh, shut down Liverpool for the most part, besides a few chances that they got. Um, And it it was a really, a a really good contest. Really great. Uh, Their midfield, I think, is absolutely phenomenal. I think we're going to have a tough time dealing with their creativity they have Casemiro in there who can really shut down things uh, uh defensively for them uh Cruz and Modric Modric obviously world class there so that's gonna be a really tough match Hazard's coming back it looks like he'll be available by the time that game happens so maybe a little reunion there 
Thibaut Courtois put up a good performance in goal. Uh, so even without their first first uh, defenders available, they were very solid, very well organized. And then again, there's so many players on that team who were in that you know two three year run of the uh, you know winning the Champions League over and over again. Uh, you know most of the team, I mean, excluding like maybe Hazard, uh, you know Ferlin Mendy on left back, Courtois obviously. That whole midfield, that center of defense, they all went through that. They all played through that. Um, so, you know, there's tons of experience on that team, tons of quality. I'm just happy that we got through. The semifinals are going to be tough. It's going to be tougher than we've played uh, before. And uh, I'm just excited. I'm psyched up for the semifinals. I really, really hope we can, you know, get out of there with a win and head to the finals. Um, but, yeah, I'm just so pumped right now, uh, you know, getting through. I don't care that we lost. I know Josh is talking about that. I couldn't give a damn that we lost one nil. I'm just happy that we are through. Usually, usually you're the one that says this where you say, oh, wow, you summed up everything perfectly. But I mean, it's you this time because you spoke first. I mean, basically everything I wanted to say, you said to anyone saying that, oh, you lost one nil to Porto. Obviously, yes, we did lose one nil, but it's not like we wanted to win the game three nil and we were going to put five people forward. Our wingbacks weren't going to push up to put forward that wasn't ever going to happen it was always going to be a game where we just sat back absorbed the pressure maybe tried to steal a goal on the counter but we were never going to try to score we were always going to try to absorb the defensive pressure and we did that well besides the the goal obviously which i mean you can't really do anything about that and the only other thing was barely even a chance when chill got beat by a long ball and uh hit it over the bar that was realistically their only other chance so i mean we just played really 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 well defensively we gave up at most realistically one chance at most two chances mendy didn't have to do anything joga silva came back in played pretty well uh, and then offensively i mean we didn't really do anything but i can't say I expected us to do anything uh Pulisic, besides Pulisic, i think Pulisic, my man of the match i will say because you literally got abused the entire game. It was shades of Eden Hazard just getting fouled every single possession. Takes the ball up the field. As soon as we're about to go on a counter, he's driving forward. Oh, gets fouled. I'm surprised the ref didn't give up more yellow cards this game. Because, I mean, every single one of the times he got fouled, they could he could have given out a yellow card. But he didn't for the most part, which I think... I was complaining about during the game, I will say, because they fouled him way too much on way too many counters. There definitely should have been more cards in this game. But moving on from that, Kai Havertz didn't really have a good performance, but to be fair, he didn't really get any chances to do anything because we basically just sat back and gave the ball to Pulisic to try to counter. Uh, same with Mason Mount, the same kind of deal. In the midfield, Jorginho actually played well and... Got, I think he got the UCL man of the match, I'm pretty sure. Even though I think it definitely should have gone to Christian Pulisic. Or, no, Pulisic got the UCL man of the match, but Jorginho got into the UCL team of the week, and mm-hmm. Pulisic didn't. Yeah. That's what that's what it is. Uh, which, uh, that's crazy, by the way. But he did play very well. He, he held the ball up well. I mean, he played well defensively. Same thing with Conte, except Conte going forward. It's not very good. His vision, he needs to work on his vision. We... He, could have set up a few chances, but it's Conte. You don't really expect that. He's a CDM ball winner who did his job. He played very well. Reese James also played very well. Ben Chilwell also played. Pretty much everybody played well considering 
uh, the type of game that it was. It was just a defensive game. I mean, we're into the semifinals now, right? And I mean, I don't even need to go into into depth about Real Madrid because Alex basically said everything. They played very well against Liverpool, albeit it is a Liverpool team that isn't at their best. They are struggling. We obviously beat them 2-0 too. And they, but they did play very well defensively too. And I think that's going to be, it's going to be similar to the game against Atletico Madrid, if I had to guess, where it's going to be two teams that are very good defensively. And it's going to rely, it's going to come down to either A, a moment of brilliance, luxurious bicycle kick, or B, a def- someone messes up defensively and a team steals a goal. It's going to be a great game. I'm excited to see Eden Hazard back. Hopefully, well, hopefully not back, but hopefully back, if that makes sense. Hopefully, hopefully he plays but doesn't do anything. But hopefully it's not Eden Hazard, as in the Chelsea one, who will absolutely destroy us. But hopefully he comes back and plays solidly. Hopefully he gets a goal after we're already up 4-0 on aggregate and he just steals one. I love that. But it's going to be a good game. I don't think that's going to happen. It's going to be a good game between two good teams and hopefully we can make it to the final. But like Alex said, I am pumped. I'm very, very excited for the semifinal. And Peter, I mean, you mentioned the man of the match type of thing. I just didn't know if we should choose one in a loss, even though it was a win on aggregate. But yeah, if I were going to choose a player, it would be Christian Pulisic. He was definitely the winner in this game and, and helped us uh, advance, I think. Um, and something I do want to talk about, which is, I don't know, I don't want to call it funny, right? I don't want to piss anyone off. But apparently Thomas Tuchel, um, there was some insults thrown back and forth. The FC Porto manager was very serious about the issues, though, and saying, I was insulted by that man. Uh, That's, I think, quotes from him actually at the press conference. Um, Listen, the FC Porto players, maybe they were aggressive just because, um, you know, obviously it was the final match and they had to score a few goals in order to move on. Maybe it was like the game plan going in that could be, but... Like, Peter, you mentioned, Pulisic was getting banged up the entire game. Chelsea players were getting hit. Fouls are being called on. I mean, what are you going to do? But apparently, Tuchel um, did curse on the, uh, you know, at the FC Porto manager. I'm guessing just because of how upset he was, um, you, know, uh, you know, at all of the fouls that Porto committed against his players. And I get it. I mean... As a Chelsea fan, you know what I'm going to do it. I'm sorry if it, it gets anyone annoyed. But as a Chelsea fan, I think that's very great of a manager that he's sticking up for our players. Maybe he didn't need to do that. If there was anything else um, that that happened, I mean, it's just it's a whole situation. But I mean, some of the FC Porto players are just stupid, and they're you know they're assholes. Like let's be honest here, right? We're we're not getting too ahead of ourselves. But I just think that, you know, thank you, Thomas Tuchel. I actually do appreciate that. He's sticking up for his players, and that's his players, and that's his decision. And what maybe there were more insults that we don't know about, but that's what I have to say on the topic. It's mostly Pepe, right? Pepe sucks, okay? No, I like, there's so many people who love Pepe. Pepe is just annoying. I'm sorry. If you're a Pepe lover, I guess you can listen to another podcast. But, like, just kidding. Please stay. But, um... <laughs> Pepe is terrible. He was knocking down Pulisic constantly. He's just like annoying. God, I I just don't want to talk about it anymore. I have the exact same thoughts, except please do stay. I do not agree with the comment that you should leave, but but he that's I mean that's just kind of his player, right? He's the guy that's going to go into hard into every challenge, try to piss the opposing team off, try to get them angry, try to get them off their game. But I just hate 
and then he, he and then as soon as anyone goes but into a challenge with him he flops and rolls around same with all the other porto players oh i hated watching the game so much it was so i mean i didn't because we won right but it was a terrible game literally both legs of the game porto players literally i could literally point the little finger onto their shoulder and they flopped but then pepe comes in and completely like destroys Pulisic. Pulisic just gets right back up. I mean, I'm I'm just saying that's that speaks for itself with what the, what the team's mentality are and how good the teams are. And I think you know we we can go on to this game this weekend, which is a really big one. As long as you guys are good with it, it's going to be the FA Cup match uh, against Man City. We talked about this already. I when I replayed the last episode, you can hear me talking about it. This is a huge match for Chelsea. Imagine, just imagine. It probably won't happen. Probably, you know, we're going to be honest. You'll, you'll hear our score predictions in a little bit. Probably won't happen. But you know what? What if it does happen? <laughs> How about that? What if we are able to beat one of the strongest sides, the team that's most likely, I think it's basically uh, 100%, that they're going to win the Premier League this season? What if it happens that we beat Man City? FA Cup, non-FA Cup, who cares? It's the FA Cup. No one cares besides, like, English teams. Whatever. It is what it is. What if we beat them? This could be a huge stepping stone for Chelsea. It'll help them advance in this, uh, in the FA Cup, I mean. It'll help them hopefully get their confidence up when they play in the Premier League because obviously it's another English side. And it'll help them with their match in about two weeks in the UEFA Champions League, you would think. Um, So I'll get right into it. I have a few pointers before we get to it. FA Cup match is going to be Saturday, this Saturday, April 17th at 12.30 p.m. where we are in EST, uh, and that's 5.30 p.m. for all you watching um, in England. And let's say the stats are not looking good for Chelsea against Man City. The three things I, or the two things I have pulled up here is Chelsea has lost, have lost four of their last five FA Cup ties against Manchester City, including a 2-1 loss at this stage in 2013. However, they did win their most recent encounter 5-1 in February of 2016, and Manchester City have won six of their last nine meetings with Chelsea in all competitions, beating the Blues 3-1 at Stamford Bridge in the Premier League already this season. You know what? It is what it is. Let's change that. I saw an article today from, I believe it was Absolute Chelsea or one of the Chelsea sites, and it said, you know, like what I just said, you know, Manchester City has had a good spell against Chelsea they've played very well uh, especially recently and it's like let's change that and I agree let's change that um so transitioning to my Chelsea lineup 3-4-2-1 a lot of people I've been seeing in their lineup predictions have kept us starting in net I think we roll with Mendy and I think he starts in net he's going to want to rebound he's going to want to keep a clean sheet he was very upset about that beautiful bicycle kick uh, in the FC Porno match I think I already mentioned that in this episode but I'm sure he's going to want to start We've seen Kepa in these FA Cup matches, but I think this one's a little bit bigger. I'm going to have Mendy starting in that. For me, this this is the first time I've ever had difficulty choosing between Mendy or Kepa in net. Not because of talent or because of ability, but more because it's a question of whether Tuchel wants... This is actually a big, 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 big decision on Tuchel. Because if you pick Mendy, he's basically saying to Kepa... We know you're worse. We know you don't have a future that's better than Mendy, and we trust Mendy way more than you. But if Kepa starts, Tuchel is going to try to keep getting his confidence, try to keep getting his confidence, and eventually he proves to be somewhat worth the huge investment we put into him. But that being said, I do think we, I I hope 
I will say. I hope we go with Mendy and Nett, and I think we will go with Mendy and Nett because I believe that we are going to need him against Man City because it's, I mean, if you watch the game against Dortmund instead of Liverpool versus Real Madrid, you could see how dominant they were. As soon as Dortmund got the goal, as soon as Man City needed a goal, they got like 10 chances. They easily could have won that game like 7-2. Their attack is amazing, so I think we're going to need Mendy in that, and I think we're going to need a good defense, so front, uh, not front three, back three, I think Aspie, Silva, and Rudiger. I don't know if Christens, Christensen is going to be back yet. Obviously, he was out another game because of injury, but even if he is healthy, I still don't think he will get into the side. Yeah, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I think Keppa's going to start in net, actually. I think when you, I think there's definitely someone, because it's not just Tuchel, right? There's going to be someone talking from the board. You're going to hear uh, Marina Granovskaya. You're going to hear Petr Cech. They're going to be talking down to Tuchel, and they're going to be saying, hey, we need to get our money back for Keppa, or we need Keppa to be the future. We can't just, you know, crap all over Pe- Keppa and just say, yeah, this game's too big for you. I don't think Tuchel's going to do that. I think Kepa's going to start because he's the cup keeper. So I think he will start in the FA Cup. Um, so I, I think it's a difficult decision, but I almost don't think it is a difficult decision because I think if you, or at least I don't think it'll be a difficult decision. I don't think it's a decision he's going to make, if you want me to be completely honest. I think it's more of a, a business decision. So no, I, I think, uh, you know, I think Kepa starts, uh, you know, throughout the cup. Just a quick thing, Alex. It, it it is too big of a game for him, though. That's the thing. It is like I I'm gonna honestly say I think this match is too big for Kepa. And I you know if we got a better try, wish in the FA Cup semifinals, sure throw Kepa out there. But we're playing Manchester City right now, who's competing with us to reach the UEFA Champions League finals. Who's also on top of the Premier League. I don't want Kepa starting in this match. Like I think that's that's I can say that I don't think that's like a tough thing to to say like I'm insulting and I mean we draw you know Southampton we draw Leicester City who's the other uh two teams playing in this game uh the FA Cup semifinals I mean we draw one of those two teams Leicester City or Southampton I'd be fine starting Kappa against Manchester City why are we starting no need to start Kappa start Mandy go ahead also I would say if we do manage to get by Man City somehow it's I we're looking real good for the final because I do believe we are a better team than Leicester, uh, you know, and who's the other team? Chris oh, Southampton, right? So, I mean, I I think we could beat those teams. Not going to say that because obviously we haven't done so well recently in the FA Cup final, but whatever. Um, focusing on this game though, yeah, I'm going to go Kepa net back three, Rudiger Silva as P going from left to right. I guess if you're looking from the goalkeeper's perspective, um, and then in my midfield I'm going to have Reese James at right wing back. Uh, in the midfield, Jorginho and Conte. Kovacic would have been really nice to have back for this game. Really big blow for us that we're not going to be able to have him. Obviously, Man City have a very solid midfield in there with Gundogan, uh, De Bruyne, Rodri, Phil Foden. They've just got a lot of people in there. Luckily, Conte will help defensively, but I think going forward, transitioning from defense to attack, he won't be as good as Kovacic. Um, So that's definitely a big loss. And left wing back, I'm going to have Ben Chilwell. So that's interesting. I haven't given my back line yet. I just had Mendy in net, and that's really all I said, besides complaining about you having Keppa in net. But I have Christensen starting at my left center back, and you know what? I think he'll be fit. I think he'll be ready to go, and I think he'll be back. 
Maybe Silva starts. I'm wrong. You guys can talk about it next episode. Rudiger, the other center back, and then Asby is going to be my right center back for this game. I have Alonso starting at my left wing back. I have Conte and Jorginho, obviously, like you mentioned, Alex, because of the Kovacic injury, he won't be available. And then Reese James at my right wing back position. For me, I think Kyle Montenador would be good for this game. We need someone kind of like that who can help take the ball forward. But we need defense more than we need offense, in my opinion. And I think we're going to need Reese James to help defend that wing, which I believe, if they play the same formation that they have been playing, I believe Phil Foden will be out there on that side. And he has been very, very, very good. And I think Reese James is going, we're going to need him back to help defend, even if it's not him, Jao Cancelo, who pushes up if he also plays in the same formation that he, when he plays from the left. We're going to need someone there to defend. I could see Kalmuts in the door if Tuchel is confident enough in Aspie to be able to defend all the threats on that side, but I think Reese James need to be in there. I think the only option for the two in the midfield is Jorginho and Conte. I'd love Kovacic to come in instead of Jorginho for this game, obviously, unless Tuchel was completely just doing a Jose Mourinho mind game to try to get Pep uh, to put out a different lineup where Kovacic will be in there. I don't think we can start Billy Gilmore in this game. This game is definitely too big for him. And I think Chilwell has been playing well, so I think he'll start out on the left. So Chilwell on the left, Conte Jorginho center, Reese James on the right. And I think Alex kind of touched on it, how Man City has a very good midfield. So I think I think it's going to be... Kai Havertz has obviously been playing as like a striker, but I think in this game he's going to be playing more as Cam instead of even if, as more as a false nine. I think he'll actually help back some defensively too. I think it'll be like a Cam that stays more forward, but still can help out defensively. So he'll be kind of like a cam above Jorginho and Conte. He basically has the, he basically has all the space to go from all the way, basically from where Jorginho and Conte are all the way to the other box. And I think in front of him, this might even be a game where we could see Kalamutz in a doy as one of the, uh, as one of the wingers. But I think you have to stick with Pulisic there, definitely. And I think Mount has been basically one of our only good attacking players who's been consistently able to score and create chances. So I think Mount has to start. I think Callum Watsonador would be a good sub. And I also think Hakim Ziyech, if the game becomes kind of Man City are defending well and we need some bit of creativity, Hakim Ziyech could also be a good sub. But Mount, Pulisic, and Havertz is kind of like a cam. Yeah, so for me... Mount's the first name on the team sheet every single game, every game that's important. So Mason Mount's starting. Um, I think Christian Pulisic, he's played 290 minutes in a row now. I don't think he got really banged up, uh, you know, in the Porto game. I don't think he starts here. I think we see the return of Josh's favorite player, Timo Werner, on the left-hand side. Um, I think Kai Havertz will start up front. Uh, Like you said, Peter, he'll be a little bit deeper. You'll kind of see interchangement. Uh, interchanging between him and Werner. Uh, and Mason Mount obviously will be kind of roaming around there as well. So you could kind of see Mason Mount and Kai Havertz as those two uh, cams, uh, you know, kind of right behind Timo Werner. Mount, very good defensively, work rate-wise. Uh, and Kai Havertz, hopefully he can get back a little bit more, uh, you know, since he's going to be, you know, maybe playing a little bit deeper. And Timo Werner needs to get his shooting boots on. We saw there was a video on Chelsea's YouTube channel he was doing some pretty good stuff in training. He was, you know, scoring, actually. So maybe he can translate that to the actual games 
and maybe he'll be okay. But I feel like Timo Werner, I think he's going to start this game because him, the German connection, um, you know, maybe it works out. But I think Ziyech, the problem with Ziyech um, is I just don't think you're going to need someone who can really track back in this game. Callum hudson is a good shout. I didn't really think about him, Peter. Um, yeah, decent shout there. Um, but Ziyech, I feel like it's more of a player if we are trailing that could come on uh, and really, you know, be creative for us. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, that's my front three. That's my lineup. And uh, I guess that's it. And I'll let do- Josh do his and then I'll, we'll do score predictions. Wow. Alex, Timo Werner scoring in practice, of course, because you can't score in an actual game um, that matters as well. Um, anyway, I do have him returning though. This is a lineup prediction, not a lineup that I want starting. Um, so yeah, I have Werner starting. I actually disagree with both of you, and this will probably throw, again, bring it up next episode, sure. I have ZS starting um, at, like, my right forward position, and then Mason Mount, obviously, at the left side. I think Havertz could definitely replace Werner. I would like Havertz to replace uh, Werner, if not ZS, obviously. And then Pulisic, I agree with Alex about the banged up and the two 90-minute games, and I think that he's going to get a rest as much as I want to put him in the lineup, and I agreed with Peter earlier that he would be my man of the match. Have him sitting. Mount, Ziyech, Werner. That's my front three. And that'll do it for all of our lineups. Score prediction, Man City. It's a win for them. It's a 2-0 win for them. Um, we saw how good they played. We saw the Phil Foden goal. Obviously, could have been a goalkeeper mistake. They make it past Dortmund. I think they'll make it past us as well. <laughs> Sounds like very negative for me, obviously, because that's usually how I roll here. But yeah, 2-0 win for Man City. I'll go next. And I think... Uh... I think it's going to be one of the most boring games we will watch for a long time. I think it is going to be a nil-nil draw. Chelsea win on penalties. I think it is going to be a, not a good game at all. It's two very defensively strong sides. And I think it's going to be... It's kind of what I said what I expect the Real Madrid game, uh, games to be. It's going to be two teams who are really good defensively. and It's either going to come down to a moment of brilliance, a mistake... Or it's going to go to pens, and I'm just saying that Chelsea will win on pens because I want that to happen, and I want to predict a Chelsea win. So I agree with you, Peter. I'm going to go for a, but not no, no. I'm going to go for a one-one draw in you know regular time. It's going to go to extra time. No one's going to score. It's going to go to penalties, and Chelsea's going to lose because Timo Werner is going to sky a penalty or send it to like Madagascar. Who knows what's going to happen? It's just not going to be good. Mason Mount missed the penalty against Spurs earlier in the season. I think we go to penalties, but I don't see us winning. Like, who's going to – we have Jorginho. He'll take a penalty. And then, and then who's taking the penalties? Mason Mount maybe can take a penalty. He'll be okay taking a penalty maybe. Hopefully he doesn't miss again. And then who's taking the penalties? Like, you know, if Ziyech is on, maybe he takes a penalty. But then, like, who? Reese James? N'Golo Conte, like who's taking the penalties here? I know Aspie's in the rotation too, so that doesn't make me comfortable. So way too many uncomfortableness right there. Havertz, please, no. He can't, he can't hit the ball more than five miles an hour, so I don't think he can take a penalty. Let's just hope it's all good. We don't go to penalties and we win, but that's my prediction. Alex, actually, just real quick before we wrap this up, did you have it going to penalties before Peter said it, or he just put that in your brain and then you just rolled with it? Uh, I was going to say it before he said it, but then I heard him say it and he said nil-nil and I was going to say nil-nil, but I kind of wanted to change it up now that I thought about it a little bit more. So he gave me the idea to go to one-one really. That makes sense. Uh, go follow us on Twitter at Talking Blues Pod. 
Go subscribe wherever you're listening. Follow us on Twitter. Or once again, yep, talking to this pod. I did it twice. I don't care. Five stars rating and review an Apple podcast. We would really appreciate it. We will have an episode out. Chelsea games are not stopping. I already, I just checked the schedule actually. So yeah, we're going to have a few podcasts uh, coming up soon. Next one, probably be on Monday. Um, I will, I will say that'll be my best guess. We have Brighton, Chelsea Brighton coming up Tuesday, 3 p.m., April 20th. So we'll have a preview for that probably on Monday. Said it two times now. We will see you then for another Talking Blues episode. But for now, um, I'll just say it. Go Chelsea, go Blues, and let's hopefully get a win against Manchester City. We'll see you next time. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.